The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Hi, I'm Brian Crump, host of Sci-Fi Sci-Fact, a new RNZ podcast in which we take some of science fiction's strangest ideas and explore if they could really happen. Maybe they already have. You can find Sci-Fi Sci-Fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere you get your podcasts from. Kia ora koutou, I'm Jane Yee, one third of the RealPod hosting team. Though I'm flying solo for a moment just to let you know we're having a wee summer break, uh, but we don't want your feed to start growing mushrooms. So over the next few weeks, we're revisiting some of our favourite episodes of 2021 and we're kicking things off with patron saint of the RealPod, Colin Mathura Jeffrey. In June, back in the lovely in-between times, the style icon, model, presenter, Lexus ambassador and man about town joined us in the studio for a bumper edition of Colin's Cranny to celebrate Gossip Week on the spin-off. Happy summer. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to gossip. Should we get into the gossip? Let's get into it. it. And welcome along to a very special pop-up edition of The Real Pod. My name's Janie. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey, your usual host, but also... Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. 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 Colin's Cranny. Colin Mathura Jeffrey. Welcome along. I'm so happy to be here. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. We're rounding up Gossip Week here on the spin-off, and this is the moment it's all been leading up to, basically. We're going to talk... Gossip and set the scene for us, Alex. What, what's what's in front of you here? Well, you've put on a lovely spread, Jane. We've got a, a Nando sauce bucket. Okay, I don't feel like I want to be blamed for this. <laughs> I think we've put on a, a spread. <laughs> a Nando sauce bucket, which is actually a, a, a nice bucket full of ice and also a lovely. Is this, is this champagne? Yeah. It is champagne. This is, actually, this is verified champagne and. Um, some cream donuts and lamingtons, which I believe are two of your favourite things. They are my absolute favourite. When I was at university, I'd eat so many donuts as a model, and my friends would go, one day that'll catch up with you. And it has. <laughs> <laughs> I'd argue that it hasn't. <laughs> um, I do need to apologise for the high-low nature of the, uh, the spread in front of you. The bakery that I went to, not the best, Possibly so, the worst. Possibly the, the very, very worst. It is it's fresh reassuring. cream. It's not mock cream, but we're all in this together, you know? Sometimes you just got to live life on the edge, right? You know, when I did Hottest Home Baker, I'd often, whatever I put in my mouth, I'd go, what doesn't, you know, kill me? <laughs> only, makes me only makes me thinner. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Put some oysters on there. Should we open, should we open the bubs? 
Yes. Okay. I feel like you'd be good at this, Colin. I'd... I just love it. Now, how it essential is so... this? Is like bubbles to gossip, Colin? And your terrible. Right. I mean, in my own situation, I've. I've revealed information, and is this why we're having this? Because I've revealed <laughs> too much information afterward. Because I just I love loose lips sink ships, and bubbles absolutely loosens the lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's sink some ships. What is the the craziest piece of gossip you've heard about yourself? Uh, I think I've heard negative things about me, and I think you know it depends on what's crazy. You know you. When you hear about when you hear gossip about other people, you can have a great laugh about it. But then when it's about yourself, you can you take it very personally. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard terrible things about me from absolute strangers. And then I've heard really funny things like I'm I'm worth about eighty million dollars and things like that. You know, so ridiculous things. So it either goes one or the other. Where does this gossip come from when it's about yourself? Do you hear it when you're out and about with the bubbles, etc.? Is this online? Where is it happening? Never people that know you, really. Mm. And um, like I tell my friends, you can't uh, stamp it shut. You've got to let it grow. You've got to actually take all the poison and then give it to me. Like tell me. so then, And then ring me and let me have it out publicly with this person or tell me and I'll turn up. But when there is potentially damaging information doing the rounds about you, whether it's true or not, how tempting is it to get involved and set the record straight? I've done that. I've hunted down the people. Okay, tell us more. <laughs> how, do how do they <laughs> I feel like I remember a very specific tweet that mentioned, I will find you. <laughs> I will hunt you down. What's that about? Well, I, I, I'm not afraid. You know, often we're told, um, whether we're on, when I've been on television, etc., to not engage. But there's no support. There's no... And then, and then also, if your friends are forced to back you up, that's not fair. So how do people, like, so when you get to the source, like someone... No, yeah, like, so when I get to the source, like, when I find them yeah. and walk into their work <gasps> and walk straight up to them and say, hello, you have something to say to me. I hope that's not what this is. <laughs> no, 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 no. You did literally just similar. walk into our work. <laughs> said, right up to us. Hello. We don't give you champagne, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. So this has happened. Yeah. So what? Well, to describe an example of that, and, and so how did, I, the thing I'm curious about is how they respond and what their sort of, their cover story or, or well, their explanation is for it. being in a bar having a drink and there was a person who would, who was saying really negative things about me online and um, and people would screen grab it and send it to me and I thought I don't know this person and that and say so just really awful things but spelling my name off slightly off so I don't you know I can't see it or it's anything. not coming up in your google name search alert. when I'm searching myself yes. every morning no, <laughs> no and no I don't and um but then I looked up the person and I look and I Worked out where they worked. I worked out who they were and everything. Then I'm in this bar having a drink with my brother and some friends. And I look and this person walks in with his friends. They sit down at the table. And I waited until they were comfortable. And then I walked right over, right, and stood right over the person. I said, hi, so you have a lot to say about me. Let's hear it all. And he looked up and I said, why so quiet? And he looked horrified. I said, do you have anything to say? And he just couldn't look at me. He just sat there. It was like he was shrinking. And I smiled and I said, nothing, nothing at all. I said, that's really disappointing. I expected a lot more in this moment. 
because um, you're such a big man online. And then I <laughs> then I walked over, and as I was walking back, all my friends started clapping, and I turned around, <laughs> and they were all leaving. They all, as soon as I turned my back and was three feet away, they fled. <laughs> and you so, never, heard, never heard from him again? He, he no, stopped. never. Right. Something I want to know about you is that you are very good at keeping secrets. You know a lot about a lot of people, but you pride yourself on... I do. Being a bit of a low box. My question is, how do you keep secrets? (laughs) (laughs) I I think um, upbringing. Mm. I think I was really told, you know, if you're privy to some information, really do keep it to yourself. But a couple of things happen there. I do find it strange when people start sharing secrets with me. And sometimes I've gone, stop right there. That's a bit too much information for me. And I don't want to compromise you or me in a situation. God, you're good. That's so responsible. Yeah. I would never do that. Neither. And and I'd be three <laughs> bottles deep in a, <laughs> something. In That's amazing self-control because I would be, give me the tea. I'll do my best to hold on to it, but she's a leaky little vessel. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Thing. Sometimes other people's secrets, especially when you're holding so many, can become a, a weight of sorts, A, a right? burden, a burden. And also, um, I went to lunch with Lorraine Downs, mm-hmm. and we actually talked a bit about gossip and gossiping people. And um, someone had just said, is Lorraine dating someone? And I said, I don't I don't know. Um, and they said, "He's dating. she's dating this man. And I was like, oh, you know, just as I was going into lunch with Lorraine. And then Lorraine said, I'm seeing someone. It hadn't been revealed. Mm. And I went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And then she just looked at me. The look was just piercing. And she said, do you know I'm seeing him? And I just, yes, you know, (laughs) and um, because I couldn't lie. I Mm. couldn't. But but what had happened, again, unfortunately, in that moment, I was given some information and told, don't say anything. And I hate that, mm. you know, provided some gossip, but then don't say anything. And then... Um, so you're forced, essentially forced into a lie to a friend. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to lie. And I don't want to lie. So I said, yes, I, I do know. And are you in love? And she said, yeah, I am. And then we then we just went on to this really open, lovely tangent. And not that this is the reason why, but when I got home, she had changed her relationship status. <laughs> and um, and I thought, oh, that's beautiful. But maybe it was you. No. It, maybe it, you it gave isn't. me the it's... confidence to just make it public. No, I think I think she was ready to. But um, it was an interesting, I love Lorraine, and it was an interesting moment, you know, about gossip. Mm. When you think back over, because the, the, in, in my mind, um, there were these sort of, there's Felicity Ferret, and then there's Bridget Saunders, and then there was sort of Ricardo Rachel, and Rachel Glutin. Rachel like, who who do you think did it best? Like, because like the thing, the period I most enjoyed was Bridget Saunders mid two thousands. It just felt like there was this real funny chaos about Auckland social scene. I kind of loved that so when when Rachel Glutin came up at the same time as Bridget Saunders, and they like, had a and there was a battle of the, the gospel. It was, yeah. Yeah. that was great, and it was savage. Because their competition is what makes you know. Like then there is, a, there is an economic incentive for you to beat your rival. So you're and and yeah. be more ahead of the game yeah. in terms of what, yeah. what what is more relevant and what's more current and what's in that instant moment of what is now the the hot gossip in town. And there was so much gossip going on. It was it was a real heyday because there were genuinely 
amazing celebrities. Mm. Um, you know, there was tits and ass, wild affairs and everything going on. And, and sports stars and... Yeah, like you had Matthew Ridge and Mark Ellis and Asia Rock and... Just, just... Re- naughty people being <laughs> having a naughty time. Having and... a bloody fun time. Yeah, yeah. having like... a great fun time. And then... Well, you were in that sort of milieu. Well, yeah, I'd be partying with all of them. I knew... <laughs> I know things about all of them. <laughs> Huge gulp of champagne there. The the, the period we're talking about was the last pre-social media era, in a way. And and in some ways it functioned as a proxy for that in that it was, you know, a way of information sharing outside of a kind of normal ecosystems that had some of those qualities. And it's weird to think that in the social media era, which you would sort of reflexively, if you you were to have it described to you, you'd think, oh, that's going to be... Amazing for gossip, but it kind of weirdly isn't. It's just created this new class of celebrity, which are influencers that I gather oh, you may no. or may not have an opinion on, <laughs> who don't seem, who seem to be both at once like First they should be cel- amazing at it, but they're not. Celebrities, are, influencers are not celebrities. They're not to be celebrated. They're just <laughs> awful. This, they're, they're, they're stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never seen such a lack of class. Uh, with a type of person and an influencer at events, they they are nasty in a little mini conversation. Then they turn around the person they're talking to. They're all hugs and kisses. What are you up to? Where are you going? How are you? And I'm there, just what is happening? That they, they are so toxic. Look, I'm I'm at the, I'm in there with them, and and they've actually put me off going to. Events. Wow. I walk in no. there. I walk into some events and I look, and and, and I'm just grabbing the champagne. You know, I, I have more. I have a better conversation with the 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 waiting staff <laughs> about intellectual things than than someone who's stealing pillows and <laughs> and um and then wait. two goodie bags. <laughs> you see them emptying goodie bags. And so. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Right when we, Alex when we get into that, but we're not influencers. We're not influencers, we but I definitely seen, I've seen you grab oh, at, at more candles than we candles. were entitled to. A coir from the cinema seats. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You see that? You're sweeping that into your bag. That comes at a You can't blame point. an influencer for that. <laughs> the influencers don't have anything because I've maybe, already done Maybe I am blanketing a little bit, but um, it's it's just I've been around a few of them and I've just gone, whoa. Uh, like they come, they come up to me and they ask me a thousand questions, but they're not, they don't even like, you can, t- you know, I just come from an industry built on illusion, so I don't see any. So I can see that they don't like me. And um, and so why talk to me? So I try to extricate myself. But then all of a sudden, someone will turn up with a camera, Nori or someone, and then they're right on me. Can I talk about Nori? Because you said Nori or someone. Who's or someone? Because in my mind, there is only one celebrity photographer in this country. Nori. And it's Nori. Like, Nori does his homework. He knows the who's who. And he listens to the, the PR bosses that go, we need... They'll have a list. They'll That's why a list. we've been at many events with Nori, and he once took our photo once, grudgingly, by mistake. I think he was, just, he was checking the yeah. white balance yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my so, face. So, you know, like, that just shows... That's a pro, you know, when they have that kind of information. <laughs> Um, but, the sp- like, Spy has shrunk a lot, right? Like, what do you think is the value of those social pages now? I think um, things like the spin-off uh, people are tuning into, but not necessarily the Herald. You know, it's it's not... Remember there was the day that people would l- treasure that Sunday paper and um, 
it like I'd you know wander up the road and grab a copy and um see myself in the you know pages and people and then and Ricardo would ring me and say oh you get hate mail <laughs> about being in there I go oh that's fantastic well the, he gets like people complain because you're there I would be in there and people would complain about me being in there well, and I would draw it up I would say things like Ricardo you know why am I standing out and he'd go <laughs> well like we would discuss that potentially it's because I'm ethnic and I'm standing out in a crowd and then people are saying you're at every party and I wasn't. So it would be one of those moments that I would reflect on where I stand in society to the people that are viewing. You know, mm. it's an interesting yeah. anthropological point of view. Look at me using mm. all these big words. I love it. It's interesting to me that the heyday of these Sunday gossip pages, in as much as they reported on the celebrities, they also made them because in that pre-internet era, they were the ones who decided who it was that we should be reading about, who it was who was interesting. Whereas now that's completely diluted with the internet. That era, certain players would really play up. Oh, yeah. For the noise. And and people would feed off it and love how naughty they were. But also, uh, it was edited as well. So what we got was actually less than what was happening. Right. right. Mm. Lots of keys in the bowl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure that that sort of stuff is still happening. It's just not presented to, to us in the same way because people have a greater control over what they're putting out through their own channels, right? Because no, I wonder whether it's still happening because the danger of, like if everyone's walking True. around with a 4K broadcast device in their pocket at all times, you just got to be on guard. You used to get calls a lot, didn't you? Yeah, for I, for gossip I in your own do life? Get calls, but um, yeah, they would ring me up and ask about some sometimes about me in some sort of given situation or actually about other people and they'd know I'd be privy to the information and I would just say yes I do know and no I can't talk about it. There was an instance on an aeroplane with a wedding dress. So I was on an aeroplane down to Christchurch and um, Kate Lynch then was marrying Andrew Gordy the the, uh, presenter of sports and he wasn't on the flight, but she was with her entire family. And they said there was sort of a high, high collar and everything. We sat down. They were towards the back of the plane. I was right at the front. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> One A. <laughs> I was uh, practically sitting on the captain's lap. <laughs> I think I landed the plane. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I, she said she came up, she said, I've got my wedding dress. There, can I show it to you? And she, and it was such a you know wonderful moment. And I said, oh, absolutely. So we got off the plane. I, I waited. They came off the whole body of family. So everyone had sort of gone, and it was just sort of myself and the family. So I looked at it. It was beautiful, and I was like, wow. And and then I gave her instruction on how she should do her hair. <laughs> <laughs> With this dress, your hair should be like this. And then we zipped it up, and I said, and I gave her a big hug and hugged mother and the you know everyone else and then they all left and literally three minutes later Rachel Glucina rang my phone and I was like hello and she said it's hi Colin it's Rachel you saw the dress and I was like how how, what and she goes I want to know your opinion and I said yeah I did see the dress and who told you and she goes I I can't 
reveal that to you. And I said, Rachel, I'm not, I can't share that. This is a private thing. I think they may be linked to a, a news story, a magazine story. And um, I'm not sharing anything like that. And I'm like, my brain is going like wildfire in the airport. I froze. I stood there and um, and I'm looking around. Yeah. And who, who <laughs> talked? You know, who spoke to her? Who rang her within that moment? You know, then she said to me, just tell me, is it a beautiful dress? And I said, it's obviously a beautiful dress. <laughs> you know, it's obviously she's a beautiful woman. It's a beautiful dress. That's all. Thank you. Goodbye. Hung up the phone. Then because I was on the cycle of uh, Baker and Top Model, I rang TV3 Publicity straight into Nicole Wood. And I said, Nicole, this just happened to me. And she said, don't say anything. I said, Nicole, <laughs> don't say anything. I've already just been through this moment. And then um, she said, what did you say? And I told her the situation. And then and then she goes, oh, this is so strange. Don't worry, I'll handle it. And I said, thank you. And I wanted to be really transparent because I couldn't risk what was going to be said. Then on Sunday, the papers come out. Uh-oh. And I ran up the road. And I opened the paper and it said... Colin was, I think, frothing or fizzing about the wedding dress. But you know what was great is I had had a direct line of clarity to say I didn't talk. Nicole would have known how honest I was. Kate, Andrew, the family, they potentially would have known through Nicole. But, you know, just betrayed in that moment to act as though I was on side with the information. My name clearly there. And I knew that whoever they'd sold their wedding story to, Women's Weekly, Women's Day, New Idea, whoever, the, all those uh, journalists would be have been going, oh, how dare Colin, not even caring to know whether it was true or not. They would have just thought, well, I could imagine they're all just quacking, you know, <laughs> uh, with all their noise and stupidity and uh, not, not valuing my integrity in that moment. But then I did think, who... Who's the snitch? Who did it? The only people around was Kate and her family. I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> if I bumped into you at an airport and I was about to get married, I would show you my dress and I would bring the papers. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I would do. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we're going to be back shortly with more from Colin Mathura Jeffrey on Gossip. We'll just take a quick break, have a stretch, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, like we're on the phone to you. When you choose to invest, your money has power. Avoiding companies that finance weapons production or ignore climate change is important. But impact investing goes beyond just avoiding harmful behaviours. It's an opportunity to invest in companies that are actually improving the world. Invest in a better future with the Harbour Sustainable Impact Fund. Grow your wealth and make a positive impact on the world. This is not personalised advice, a disclaimer, and the product disclosure statement for Harbour Investment Funds issued by Harbour Asset Management is available at harbourasset.co.nz. Hi, I'm Brian Crump, host of Sci-Fi Sci-Fact, a new RNZ podcast in which we take some of science fiction's strangest ideas and explore if they could really happen. With the help of scientists from New Zealand's McDiamond Institute, we'll look at all your favourite science fiction characters, from Wolverine to Rumpelstiltskin, Doctor Who to Luke Skywalker. You can find Sci-Fi Sci-Fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere you get your podcasts from. We're back. Oh, we're back. Sorry. We're back. Um, we, we had a snack break. 
We did some gossiping. We did some gossiping, obviously. No, we actually didn't. We should have. No, we just talked about the snacks. Uh, the donut's actually quite good. I, I, I want to retract any um, shade to, towards the plucky bakery that could. I want to talk <laughs> to you about publicists, because I know a few publicists who are just extraordinary all-world gossips, and I think they do it because they love it, and it's a natural thing to be where you, when you occupy that position. But but that feels like, for the most part, it feels like they're doing that for fun rather than profit. What's your sort of experience well, I of think, that? I think that they're doing it for profit and they're having fun. Oh, that I, sounds you, good. You know, I think that <laughs> if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense to these people. Duncan wants to know all about uh, how publicists fit into the picture. He's just doing a mini episode of The Fold here. I, <laughs> I want to know the tea. I want to know some stories. I want to know, you can, don't have to give us names, but you must have some good stories. Well, I, I knew affairs before they were happening. I would be privy to it as oh. it was rolling out. Oh. And, and sometimes, again, I would feel I'm being fed the information because they're wanting the information out there. Mm. They're wanting me to... Loose lips, sink ships, you know, be a sack of grain and did you know? And um, But uh, that, you know, that kind of affairs and plastic surgery and, you know, things like that have been called up and actually been told da da das had this and that and this and that, but she's saying it's a spider bite. And I-, <laughs> I remember an anal bleaching gossip story from many, many years ago. Do you remember that one? Yeah. 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 And now that's just like, honestly... Every who, man who and doesn't? his dog on Instagram, they're basically showing you how it's done. But that what? was like a big deal at the so time. So where did this come from? There was a What's celebrity who New was Zealand part celebrity. Yeah, the New Zealand celebrity. Charlotte. It was Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. And it was just this big story that she had anal bleaching done and we were all mortified. The thing about Charlotte was she was so open. If you asked she was, her, she, she would have told you. shown you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember having a – I was in the bathroom with someone who had just had their breasts augmented – and she she just she dragged me into the toilet, ripped open her top, and said, "Look at my tits," and I was like, "Wow, they're amazing!" And she goes, "Grab them," and I was like, "Oh!" Uh, uh. And then Charlotte walks in, pulls her panties down, and goes for a whistle. <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Where am I? Why me? Your world is wild. Why me?" <laughs> Someone at the Casey Clinic once told me the reason I was suffering from bad skin was because I had too many secrets. Now I look at you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have very good skin. Yeah. That happened to me. That's like, that's a medical practice. <laughs> this was like well, a pr- pr- medical she professional. Did, she did preface it with, I'm not supposed to tell people this. Whoa, so yeah, that's no, no, like not reason, a doctor's though. advice. But anyway, she genuinely said that. She was like, keeping too many secrets is bad for your skin. But I look at someone like yourself and I don't see that. 49 years 49 old. 49 years old. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, too many secrets are. Like I think anything that we overtly carry on our shoulders and we suffer under will have a physical manifestation. Mm. I'm really shocked about the big words I'm using. I think I'm I trying know. to impress Jane. Oh, my God. Wow. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I know no big words. I know. Even I'm surprised. <laughs> I know no. <laughs> I, know no I, thought I thought it was going to be Duncan, but it's you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. That but, is gossip. But I, but I think it is a... Ma- it is potentially a manifestation, but I, mm. but that, it's also noise and nonsense. It probably is because you're eating things that you're <laughs> got an allergy to. And oh, exactly. <laughs> Calls it as he sees Alex. <laughs> Have a donut. <laughs> hey, um, are affairs the holy grail of gossip? I think they are because they represent breakups of relationships, 
which we as humans hold as something really special. Mm-hmm. You know, the unfortunate thing is there's always the person that's thrown in the negative light. Sometimes when a relationship is over, just let it be over. Colin, thank you so very much. We could probably talk forever, but we can't because Duncan's got to go. There's another podcast that's supposed to start recording four minutes ago. So uh, we just want to say a big, big, big thank you. And we appreciate that you have just such good humour about our Colin's Cranny segment. Oh, I love it. This is the biggest cranny yet, in a way. (laughs) It is. This is is full cran. Cavernous. Oh, cavernous (laughs) even. No, I love it. And more power to you guys and... Yeah, just keep it up. I think people really appreciate what they get from the spin-off and all of you. Even you, Duncan. (laughs) Even you, Duncan. And on that note, thank you, Colin. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Tina, for recording. And thank you, guys, for enjoying Gossip Week on the spin-off. When's your fiftieth? That's just next year. And do we? And it's going to be a ball. Are we going to? Are we will make the gossip? Of course. Love it. (gasps) A ball. A ball. I want to do something I've really I've never special. been to a ball. Colin's cranny. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.